Tonight's Radio Theater Mystery Feature is part two of a two-parter. Please listen to episode four before continuing. Thank you. Hello? Uh, how do we know it's recording? Do you have to do that right now? I'm on the phone. I don't see a little light or anything. Does it? Oh, yes. There it is. <clears throat> hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of... Huh. Would and Lillian Jackson? The life and times of the Jackson. Hee <laughs> Nope. Changing our names again. Today marks the 20-year anniversary of our little trip to Teotihuacan. That is 20 years since the tomb collapsed on us. 11 years since my wife and I discovered that we were effectively immortal. And 8 years since we started developing cannibalistic tendencies. 8 years since we started our exciting and highly nutritious humanitarian diet. And that means it's been 6 years since we last spoke to Charles. Still can't get through to him. Seems old daddy dearest can't make time for his only daughter. It's almost enough to make you cry. Well... Yes, only make you cry in theory. I'm fully aware that neither of us have functioning tear ducts. I'm sorry. In theory. Lillian, come now. I really am. It's fine. I just think it's been a while since I last ate. Well, now that you mention it, I suppose it has been a while for me as well. Best do some grocery shopping then. When you just moved here, any disappearance in the area will arouse suspicion. You remember last time. Now, Lillian, you mustn't worry. I'll just pop on over to one of the neighbouring towns and see if I can find anything particularly appetising. It's our 20-year immortiversary, after all. I could really go for an evening jogger or something, you know, lean meat. Okay, don't be too long. If you leave now, you can be in Sanford within the hour, then there. Sanford's... Sanford. Another match. Emily Browning's. 29 years of age. Disappeared three years ago. Last seen by her mother before heading out to jog. My condolences, Miss Brownings. My name is Kennedy Briggs. Criminal investigator Kennedy Briggs. Um, well, former criminal investigator Kennedy Briggs. But that doesn't matter right now. When the first couple of episodes of Gerard's podcast began being spread around the internet's underbelly, I don't think anyone thought much of it. The story was that someone had grabbed the wrong travel trunk at the airport and suddenly found themselves in possession of a... What was it? An old magnetic wire recorder with several spools of audio detailing the life and times of these... What, two immortal cannibals? A fun enough premise, if not a bit bare-bones, though. I will say it began to lose some of its appeal once I started noticing some disconcerting patterns. Episode 23, 8 minute mark. And I doubt anyone will miss him. Fellow just lives on his own on 4th Street. Alright, well, I suppose Sam will do just about as well as anyone else. Samuel Bennett was reported missing by his landlord on 4th Street two years ago. Nothing was taken from the apartment. No body was found. Episode 27, 
11 minute 30. 8 a.m. Zumba class, followed by cheeky 9 a.m. yoga at Yogi Yo-Yo's Burton Gert Yogurt Emporium across the street. From there, she bikes home through Foxmere Park at 9.30, and I can keep going. Needless to say, Margaret's a creature of habit. I practically have her entire day down pat. I don't doubt that, but I'm not too thrilled with the idea of anyone in the area suddenly disappearing just as we moved in. You don't think that will raise suspicion? Oh, you worry too much, Lillian. Margaret Cunningham. According to the reports, she was last seen by her Zumba instructor about a year ago. Again, nobody was found. Episode 31, 6 minute 45. Michael stole my parking spot again. Michael Carter, last seen leaving work at 5pm. Nobody. The boys at the precinct weren't too keen on taking any of Gerard's podcast seriously. Now, I know this sounds crazy. I'm, it's not lost on me on how crazy any of this is. If someone really came across a collection of recordings from actual murderers, it would make sense for them to incrementally upload them on a bi-monthly basis. Besides the whole idea of a couple of immortal cannibals going on a rampage, Killing and eating the denizens of small towns across Britain is an idea that's a bit difficult to... <laughs> swallow. Hello? Hello dear, how's the trip? It takes almost 12 hours to fly from London to Mexico. I watched every Sylvester Stallone movie known to man or immortal. I've been profoundly changed by this experience. You didn't even complain this much when you got hit by a train. Give me a train over Expendables 3 any day. Well, next time, we won't bother paying for economy. We'll just stuff you in the trunk and let you ride out the trip in the cargo hold. You're hardy enough to survive that. Very funny. Have you met with Mordecai yet? It's funny you mention it. No. No? I mean, I've arrived at the address, but there doesn't seem to be anyone home. Doesn't seem to be anyone home? My husband withstood Rambo 3 for this. The man does seem to dip around the third instalment of a franchise. There's nothing else I can do on my end. I've rung the bell, knocked on the door, and now I need to get my Airbnb sorted. What's around you? Um... Flower pots. A a lot of flower pots. Wouldn't have pegged Mordecai as a botany fanatic, but... Wow. Does this man have a lot of succulents? Knock with a succulent. Knock with a... Oh. Alright, I'm in. Wonderful. You don't have to hang around for too long. Just look for anything that might indicate that he's... There are even more succulents inside, believe it or not. Gerard, take this seriously. We need to get a read on just how many immortals are running around, like you and I. Oh, uh, I wouldn't worry too much about him being immortal. What? Mordecai appears to have come down um, with a bad case of death. He's dead? It's it's all rather ghastly. Oh, the man's lying limp in his recliner. Oh, the TV's still on and his neck is torn out. Ghastly. That's what I'm saying. Well, at least we know he wasn't afflicted with the Teotihuacan Spider-Woman's curse. Actually, I'm looking at him now and pale, veiny skin. S- sunken eyes. This is all looking rather familiar. 
The curse keeps us from dying. We can't both die and be cursed. That's just not possible. What's the matter? What's the matter is that this means there's someone out there that can kill us, Gerard. <laughs> Gerard! Oh, awfully sorry. Uh, knocked over a succulent. <laughs> State your name. <sighs> After having reviewed all audio footage of the life and times of the Griffiths, I've been able to determine their predatory patterns, their home, and was able to take one Gerard Griffith into custody shortly after his arrival in London Airport. Or would you rather prefer Gerard Montgomery, or Reynolds, Newman, Miller, Jackson, Huxley, the list goes on? I've always hated the name Huxley. Note. Due to his unique physiology, Gerard's skin has taken on a notable discoloration after having not been permitted to consume human flesh. What is this? My name is Officer Briggs. No. No? You're an officer. I'm in a warehouse, bound with zip ties instead of a precinct with proper steel handcuffs. No officer would take me in like this. No. This is, uh, vigilantism? Okay, fine, whatever. It's vigilantism. Doesn't matter. When we're done here, I'll have definitive proof that you're a... An immortal cannibal. Immortal cannibal, right, exactly. Oh, okay. I'm starting to get the idea. Right. Yep. That is most certainly a gun. Wow. Wow, sorry. I've just never been shot before. I... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, um... Are you... Are you ready? To be shot? I... I didn't think I got a say in the matter. But you'll heal, right? I'm still getting shot. It's not going to tickle. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'll... You know what? I'll aim for the foot, okay? That's... That's actually really appreciated. Uh, however, before we begin, there's probably a few things you should know about our unique physiology, as you put it. It is well known that the, the human body is capable of performing truly incredible feats of strength during periods of distress. It's a phenomenon known as hysterical strength. The classic example is of parents lifting cars and the like to rescue poor trapped children. Where are you going with this? Well, Mr. Briggs, the reason we don't have access to that kind of strength is that it's possible to inflict serious harm to oneself while performing said feats of strength. So, our bodies put up natural blockades to keep us safe. My body has been run over by a train, involved in three multiple vehicle collisions, been burned, been drowned, and... Yeah, you ate celery. Yeah, I remember. Get to the point. My point is... My point is that these blockades haven't been there for a long time now. And if mothers have been known to lift cars, what makes you think a few zip ties will stop me? You really should have used handcuffs, officer. 